Hello to all the strong people listening. Welcome to Authentically Thriving, where we give you a great big dose of you can do it and remind you that everything you need to be your best self is already inside of you. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm hanging in there. So am I. Isn't it so great to be honest and know that the other person is in the same situation? Yes, absolutely. It's nice to have company in that situation or in that feeling. Yes. Yes. It's support. It's called support. Yep. So for those of you who don't know, this is my good friend, Amber Phillips, and she has her own podcast called Lemons to Lemonade. (laughs) Lemons to Lemonade. That is fantastic. And so we're doing this for both lemons to to lemonade and for both authentically thriving. And we're just having a conversation about where we're at in our parenting. We both have two girls and they're both sets of kids are three years apart. Amber's a little bit ahead of me with children in high school. And I'm a little bit behind her with my youngest still being in third grade. So I have hit a tween in my house now and Amber being ahead of me in the game, I've had an opportunity to like ask her questions and pick her brain. And I, instead of thinking of it as I'm losing my children, I'm thinking of it as I get to walk this part of their path with my children. Absolutely. So it's not necessarily a sad thing for, oh, they're not a little baby anymore. But what I do have right in front of me is an intelligent, silly, playful, cuddly, beautiful human being. And if I'm too busy worrying about what I'll lose, I'm going to miss out on what I have in today. Boy, that is so true, Jamie. And Amber and I were both raised in not a gentle parenting way. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to come up with our own frame of reference for healthy parenting. We knew what we weren't going to do, but then we were left with this huge question, what, what are we going to do? Right. And for me, and I think it may be for Amber as well. Gentle parenting and responsive parenting is ringing so many bells in my heart of truth. Yes, I would definitely agree. The gentle parenting. I had to learn that and relearn that and learn it again and ask for forgiveness. And boy, I would definitely agree with that, Jamie. I'm realizing a little bit more these days it's really awesome to just see what she chooses for her clothing. And it's awesome for me to just see what what parts of herself she's still willing to share with me. And, and, I, and I'm starting to really feel the parts of me that she's not sharing with me. Mm-hmm. Like, not, no, this is for my friends to know about me. And that's different. But it's hard to embrace, but it can be embraced. Yes. Having somebody else be more important in my child's life than me is what is supposed to happen. So what, <laughs> so what I'm witnessing is an unfolding of a flower in a way. And you always, 
know that it's coming someday, but that's this imaginary dream world of someday. And then when it's there, it's like this spring, these tulips keep curling up and then unfolding completely and then folding up and unfolding completely. And our kids are doing that and they're trying on different personalities. Take that open-mindedness and apply it to every area of your life, to what you want to be when you grow up, to how much money you want to earn when you grow up. Use that open-mindedness, not just with those areas of your life, but with every area of your life. (laughs) I'm so happy that you get to be a beach bum. And I've been able to see over the years that it's a result of your hard work and your great planning. And I admire that about you and your husband. You've been able to make this dream of yours come true through your hard work, your willingness to take jobs that maybe aren't your first choice but hey it's available Mm -hmm. and it's something I've admired that you're not picky about where you work anywhere from being a paralegal to working as a Disney character yeah (laughs) so you're one of the most well-rounded people that I've ever met well thank you Jamie appreciate that (laughs) and so why don't you tell me a little bit about your tiptoeing or your deep dive into the world of tweens instead of adolescence? So I would say, um, and you already touched on this a little bit, but recognizing that your children are not mini me's like we hear that so much and they're really not, they might look like you, they might have, you know, a few of the similar characteristics that you have, but they are their own person And embracing that and understanding and recognizing that they are their own person um, has really helped me and has allowed me to help them to be their best self. I don't want them to be me. I want them to be them. And whatever that looks like for them, whatever that becomes for them, I want to be proud of them. And I want them to know that that's okay. I don't want them to think that they can't be, you know, whoever it is that, that they were put on this earth to be. Um, And it might not look like what I had imagined. You know, we all kind of have this idea of what we think our kids kids are going to be like when they grow up, or we have these, you know, envisions for them. And, you know, we want them to be, you know, an athlete, or we want them to follow in our footsteps in our business or And not miss out on all the things we couldn't do. So now I've got to sign my kid up for everything. Yep. Yep, exactly. We, we didn't get to do that or, or we loved that so much and we want our kids to experience that. Not that that's a bad thing. I want to be able to give my kids opportunities and, you know, kind of share in some things that I enjoyed as a kid and they might enjoy that as a kid. But when I'm getting pushback, I know, you know what? It's okay. They don't like that. Let's find what they do like. Let's help them to, like I said, to be the, their best self. And that has really helped me because teens go through this funny phase where, you know, they're trying to figure themselves out. They're trying to figure out who they are and how they fit into this world. And the last thing that we want to do is to make them feel pressured to be something that they're not right. Like they already have enough pressures and enough stress in this life. So if they think, oh, I have to live up to a certain thing, or I have to be a certain thing, or, you know, mom and dad want this for me, they don't need that stress and pressure. Not, and I don't want to say, 
that we can't um, encourage our kids and we can't, you know, have standards and goals for them. But it needs to be a joint effort. It can't be my goals for them. It has to be, this is what they like. This is what they enjoy. This is what they want. And I want to come alongside them and partner with them and help them to achieve that. Um, I know you and I have talked in the past about kind of like the, the parenting model and, you know, like first you're the caregiver and then, and then you're more of like the cop, you know, like you, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to do this. You have to do that. And then now when, when you're in that teen, tween teen age, you're more of the coach, right? Like, you know, you, we want to coach them and guide them and help them in this journey, not pressure them and make them feel stressed and, you know, like they have to achieve certain things. And I think for us, that's, that's really helped our kids to blossom and strive um, and, you know, be their best selves. Um, I have, um, my oldest is 17. She'll be 18 in two weeks from today. She turns 18 in just 14 days and then graduates high school. And boy, I am so proud of the person that she has become. And, you know, she's just kind and generous and giving. And, you know, you can't ask for anything better than that. You know, despite what she's going to do in her career or how much money she's going to make, I can look at her and I can be like, you know what? She is just a great human being. You know, she's loving, she's kind, she's gracious. And that's really what we want for our kids. And, you know, to partner with them, to coach them, to help them to become their best self is probably my biggest piece of advice for parents that are kind of into that tween or or getting to be into that tween um, stage in their kid's life. This has been really tricky for me and my husband both because we were raised where you didn't question your parents you did what they said and if you disobeyed them then you got a physical punishment for that Mm -hmm. so we Mm -hmm. knew we didn't want to do that to our kids Mm -hmm. we knew how it it made us feel and we didn't want to make our children feel the way that made us feel and we also knew that kids need boundaries so we're trying to find it in the middle where did we end up so the biggest challenge was thinking, changing my thinking from my children to these human beings. Mm-hmm. So exactly. my husband makes fun of me because I use the word human a lot. And I say, these are two of my favorite humans mm-hmm. because that way there's no relationship attachment forming any bias. There's no me telling them or you who they are it's just hey see who they are for yourself mm-hmm. that I agree was a huge huge thing of fear for my parents I guess because mm-hmm. my parents appearance my parents appearance to my parents was very important but I'm thinking, you know what? No, embracing who unravels their beauty before me is what's important. Mm-hmm. Being Jamie, passionate. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to say that I have that same mentality. I don't call them humans, but I call them people. They are yes, people. They yes. are people just like we are. And they're little people. You know, if, yes. they're, if they're 10 or 12 or if they're 17 or 18, they're people and people want to be loved. People want to be accepted. People want to just, you know, be 
be loved and, and cherished. And just because your child is 10 or 12 or 14 or 16 that, you know, they're not perfect. They're people. We're all people, humans. Um, so I agree. We kind of have that same mentality. Um, you know, I, if I want somebody to show compassion to me, then I need to show compassion to my, to my kids and I mess up and my kids mess up and we all mess up together. And, you know, like you had said about punishment, um, you know, funny story, my teenager made <laughs> a very interesting um, decision recently. And it was like, no, I'm not going to punish her. We're going to talk about it. We're going to recognize it. I'm going to tell her, hey, you know, this is what happened, you know, kind of work through it and talk about it. And there was no reason to, to punish. I mean, I don't punish a lot, which Elizabeth's friends actually kind of laugh at her all the time because it's like, you didn't get in trouble for that. And it's like, no, we need to learn. We need to work through, you know, I'm not going to, you know, life has consequences and I don't want to ever like make my kids think that life doesn't have consequences because it does. And, and we have consequences here at home, but uh, I try to refrain from that harsh, heavy handed punishment that you and I grew up with. Right. It doesn't always have to be go to your room, you know, go think about what you did. It's no, you know what? Come sit on the couch. Let's have a discussion. Let's work through this together. Um, you know, and, and I want to offer grace and kindness and love. And I think that has really helped my teenagers to not have to sneak around and lie and, you know, come up with stories. And, you know, like you and I were raised in the generation where you had to lie because you didn't want to get in trouble. Right. My kids don't lie to me. They'll come right out and tell me, hey, you know what? I did this or I did that. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let me help you and coach you through this so we can, you know, be better at it next time. And we'll have conversations together like, hey, mom messed up. I need to be better. Hey, you messed up. We need to be better. We need to do better. And that was one of the biggest things that that we had to do, my husband and I, because we did grow up in that you know, punishment and, you know, physical punishment or go to your room or I just, I didn't want to have that environment. I didn't want my kids to live in that stressful, scary environment that, that I was raised in. I want my kids to know that they're loved unconditionally, no matter what. If you mess up, you know what, we're still going to love you, but we're going to talk about it and we're going to try to be, try to do better. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but my brain just took off when you were talking about punishment. <laughs> and it, everything you said was just absolutely perfect. One of the, uh, I'm switching gears a little bit is I wanted to make sure that I mention that teens are basically toddlers in bigger bodies mm -hmm. because when a toddler is growing, their brain is not growing as fast as their body and they're brain has to catch up and their body has to catch up. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens during the tween teen years where parts of their brain are developing super fast and other parts of their brain are lagging behind. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way it is. It's human development. It's weird. Yep. But yep. true. I often tell my kids that they are half baked because like you were saying that part of their brain 
Uh, I think it's the front frontal lobal. I don't know. I'm not like a big science person. I don't really know all the terminology, but I do know that that part of their brain that controls reasoning totally redevelops starting at puberty and does yes. not finish until mid, you know, like early, early to mid twenties. Yes. So when kids do stupid things, they can't help it. <laughs> their yes. brain is still developing. Yes. You know, us as parents, if we just recognize like my kid did a stupid thing because literally like they're half baked, their brain isn't even fully developed yet. Of course they (laughs) of course they didn't reason through that, right? Like they didn't think the end result because they just can't. Like, you know, they literally can't think through. And so they they rely on us parents to help them. I am on the precipice of something (laughs) interesting here. Right. I'm I'm still on the safe side, but I'm like dangling my toe on the bridge while the ship is leaving. Like... <laughs> yes, just remember your kid is half baked at this age. Like literally, uh, their brain is like like jello, just like an unbaked cake, just like you know, wiggling around upstairs and not being able to reason. <laughs> Another thing that I've admired watching in your parenting style is you don't power struggle with your kids there's no because I'm the mom I mean I'm sure you've had to a couple of times but (laughs) not on a regular ongoing basis it's not a power struggle with them it's a conversation it Mm -hmm. seems like yep I I don't think I can't remember the last time I said do this because I said so it's just, I, I can't fathom that. I'm not going to do it just because you said so. I'm going to do it and I'm going to think about it. Like, like you said, we have conversations, okay? Why do we do this? We do this because, not because I said so. I mean, some things are because I said so. Okay, like we're not going to run out of the street. You, you know, I guess when they're younger, it kind of has to be more like that cop stage. Yes. Like you just have to do this. Right. And you're not going to think, you're not going to know why, but you just have to do it. Well, when they get older, it's like, everybody wants to know why, like, that's the biggest thing. Why, why am I doing this? Why, why do we have to do this? And, you know, just having conversations, just being able to be open and honest and have conversations. I can't stress that enough. It's not just because I said so. Uh, it's, it, it can't be because that's not good enough. That's kids are going to be like, yeah, whatever, you know, like you have to, they're people, they want, they want reason. They want understanding. They want to know why they're doing it. And believe me, that's not always going to be you know, like the, the thing that's going to make them do it. I mean, of course, you know, their kids are going to resist. We all resist. It's a human nature. Uh, yeah. I but... was in a household that was very much a power struggle. <sighs> and so I just thought that's how life always was. Mm. Nope. I didn't learn how to have a voice until I was 41. Yeah. yeah and that's you know, I, I, I'm squawking a little loud with it here and there, but now I've found my voice and it's helping me to realize, okay, the world doesn't revolve around my pain and I have children who are pretty darn well adjusted. So I can't be the complete failure that I like to trick myself into thinking that I am. Well, I actually have a, a blog that I just finished today talking about recognizing and understanding why you do some things that you do, right? Like generational stuff. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of research on that particular topic. If, if the listeners want to go ahead and, and Google some of that, it's actually pretty interesting. You know, like things that we do 
are ingrained in our DNA. And if we can recognize and understand, hey, this is why I do it. I don't want to do that. But recognizing that this is what I do and why I do it. And, and then you can overcome easier and better, not just, you know, oh, woe is me, you know, and, and be your worst inner critic, but recognize and then be able to move past that. Um, you know, like you, you and I both, we recognize that we were raised in an environment in a culture that we didn't want to be part of and learning to be better, right? Like that generational stuff, it has to, it has to stop and start with somebody, right? And our generation, yes. you and I are stopping and starting and we're creating yes. new DNA for our future generation. And that's and so it's healthy. it's working. Mm -hmm. It's working surprisingly well. Yep. Every step I move forward away from my old ways of thinking, I'm embraced by more and more love in the world. So I just keep going for it. And I would just encourage you to just keep going for it. Absolutely. There is hope of a, there is hope of a good relationship with your child, even in their teens and even in their tweens. And for me, that means learning to listen with my mouth completely closed. Mm-hmm. I needed to learn how to really actually hear the people around me because for years we were so busy with little, when they're little kids, it's busy, busy, mm -hmm. busy, busy, busy. So you learn to live close and learning to live open again. It was scary at first, but it's like, Oh wow. Look, I have time for myself now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man. I could start a new hobby if mm -hmm. I wanted to. Yep. And, or I could go back to work, <laughs> which I have. So, yep. yeah, no matter where you are, no matter where your kids are, there's always something to fear in every age, but there's always a way around that fear. And when we're talking about teenagers and tweens, we're talking about just being open and honest and letting the natural consequences hit home, mm -hmm. having discussions with them rather than power struggles with them. And it sounds hard if you come from the background of a heavy-handed parent, but I promise Amber and I are both seeing amazing humans growing before our very eyes. Like It's like we stopped and we looked at the directions this flower needs this much sun, soil, and light. Mm -hmm. And so we've been following the directions that society has left a footprint for us. And we're seeing that they're actually growing into nice people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yep. possible for you too, listeners. Absolutely. So... That was a good chat. And that was why I just wanted to kind of be a conversation type of thing and not have a checklist of answers. Yes, that was great. Thank you. And thank you for being so flexible and so grounded and so just so wonderful of a person. Thank you, Jamie. You as well. Thanks. Well, have a great night. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode 
of Authentically Thriving, where we're here to say thank you for committing to be your best self. Thank you for committing to honoring yourself first so that every interaction you can do with others as much as humanly possible comes from that place of love and self-fulfillment and not from a place of fear. Until next time, I've been your host, Jamie Lynn. Don't forget to shop my website, link in the podcast description.